We're talking about darkness and light today. We were in a message on Sunday at Westside Community Church about dealing with darkness, and don't we all deal with it in some way or another? Well, we're going to be following up today with a really special story. I want you to hang in there for that. This is Gabe Kolstad from Westside Community Church, and this is the Midweek Motivation episode of our podcast. I have a really special guest with me today named Betty Campbell that my wife and I recently met. She has an incredible story, and God has just done this thing of showcasing her life as a, a ray of light in the darkness, and I want you to hear from her. So, Betty Campbell, take Take it away. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Um, I am the executive director of an organization called Expose Hope. And what we do is we look for light in the darkness, actually. Um, we work with those who have been trafficked, those who've been prostituted, those who are dancers, those who are webcamming or making porn. Because in that dark place, God is still working. Mm-hmm. He can work anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love it. We have seen stories of women who've been under this darkness for 20 and 30 years coming out and changing their lives and being able to make a huge difference in the world, becoming leaders in their church. Um, In fact, I am one of those women. Yeah. You want to tell us a bit about your story? Well, um, when I was very young, um, I was um, married at an extremely young age. And my husband, um, his girlfriend before me, had been Miss Nude Florida. And he was often mentioning this over and over and over. And kept saying, we could live so much better if you would just. Hmm. And I realized that this wasn't just a comment. This was a suggestion. And my parents were married until the day my mother died. They were married, you know, decades and decades and decades. And that's all I knew of marriage. You want to make it work. Hmm. So I wanted to do whatever it would take to make him happy. So I thought, well, I work at the state, so I have a great job, but maybe I could wait tables or do bookkeeping on the weekends for one of these places and I'll make more money. So I went down to a club and I interviewed And the gentleman said, why don't you just want to dance? And I said, well, would that make more? And he said, substantially more. I'll never forget the way he said substantially. And he made the suggestion that I just try out that day. And I said, oh, I could never. And he said, but this is your only opportunity. And so I did. And it began a life of a downward spiral into that industry that was very hard to escape from once I was in it. A lot of women start that way. This is going to be a weekend thing. This is just to pay for college. This is to pay for the baby stapers right now. I'm going to do better soon. And then they find themselves engulfed in this life that they just can't get out of. And any woman has a right to make a choice. But it should be a choice she wants to make. She shouldn't be trapped anywhere, especially in a place so dark. Absolutely. Yeah. So years and years later, um, long after I had been out and had never told anyone but my husband what had happened, um, I was out with another ministry. We ran into a situation in front of a club. And my pastor asked me an interesting question. Would you ever go in a place like that? Wow. Uh, would I ever go in? I had been in. But how do you say that to your pastor? <laughs> um, and the Lord just wouldn't let it go with me. And over and over and over, he brought it to my attention. Who tells them they are loved? Who tells them they matter to me? Who tells them they're my daughters? And I just couldn't 
find a good answer for that. So we started Expose Hope so that we could give these women in the industry people who would come in and love them unconditionally. We want nothing from them. We expect nothing from them. We just want them to know their love because I believe once you know you're loved, the world changes for you. And it really has. Um, They know that we aren't there to drag them out by their hair. We care about them if they stay in or if they get out. We just want them to know they were created and that their creator loves them, finds them beautiful, and just wishes the best for them wants them their best life, that his plans for them are all good. So we go in once a month, we take in gifts into strip clubs, lingerie modeling studios, massage parlors, 82nd Street, 10th Street, Hillsboro, and we say, we love you. And that message has changed so many lives. More than 80 women have come out of the life. And then we just didn't have enough places to place these women who needed mentoring and needed to be in Celebrate Recovery and needed to be able to get therapy. Where do they live? So we began Kim's Place, which is a house just for women coming out of the industry. We currently have six ladies living there right now. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic that not only that God has done so much work in your life, but that you found the wherewithal, you know, had the motivation and really listened to that voice to go now share that hope with somebody else. And uh, I just think that's that's fantastic. And you've got a lot of supporters, uh, not only in your life, but in a, around in the community that are a part of this ministry. Yes. And most of them are businesses. Okay. Um, and we love the business community here. They are so helpful. When we did the house, um, the house was pretty much wrecked when we got it. And they laid floors and subflooring. They pre-plumbed. They put in new cabinets and fixtures, new sinks, new appliances, um, and all at no cost to expose hope. It was just an outpouring of love for these women. And these women know they're loved and cared for because we let them know that every room they walk in has been prayed over, that the blanket on their bed was created for them and prayed over for them. That's so cool. That's so cool. I'm wondering, um, what if what advice would you have for somebody who's maybe been in this world and, and, and maybe they are, maybe they aren't thinking about a change, but what would you say to a person who feels a little bit kind of trapped in the world you mentioned? I certainly felt trapped in that world. Um, I would say, first of all, there's always an exit point, And there are a lot of people who would love to help. So if you aren't in the realm of Expose Hope, you should call the 1-800 trafficking number, and you should just call that number, and you should get help if you're being trafficked. If you are in that industry on your own and you just need help, you can still call Expose Hope no matter where you live and we can find connections for you close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but know that God is always lighting a path for you to go down. And it's never easy to leave one life and walk into another, but sooner or later we all have to do it because if nothing else, we age out. And so what is your exit for this? So if you need the schooling, start the schooling. If you need to make new friends, start making some new friends. If you need uh, a place to live, there are places for you. So let us do the things we do best and help you get situated so that you can leave when you're ready. If you're happy there, 
that's wonderful for you. I'm so glad. If you want out, please make the call. Because it's a lot easier when you have a hand to hold, right? So even if you started a new college, what's the first thing they do to a teenager? They tell them who their roommate is, and they introduce them to people who can help them. Knowing other women who've come out of it, that helps as well. So that you know, how do I tell my spouse that this was my life? How do I tell my pastor this was my life? How do I get a job? What do I put on my resume? Because it certainly can't be stripper, right? So what do I put on my resume? And we have helps for all of that. That's amazing. What's the phone number that, that, that somebody would call or uh, email address or website? Um, our email is exposehope, X-P-O-S-E-H-O-P-E at gmail.com. Okay. Our number is 971-319-4413. Okay, that's amazing. Now, what about somebody who maybe they've got a friend or an acquaintance or a family member and they're concerned about them. Maybe they're connected in a, in a life that they you know, probably don't want to be in. What, what advice do you have for the person who's looking on going, how do I help? It's kind of interesting because I just had that call on the way over here today. Um, a woman whose daughter is in the life. She just found out that she's doing this. Um, my first um, piece of advice would be find a good celebrate recovery, not for them, but for you. Because this is a hard thing, especially for a parent or a friend or a significant other to find that this is what this person who you love is going through right now. But the problem is, just like in an addict or anything else, you can't fix them or change them. If they are happy in this life, it's not your place to change them. That's God's place. Our place is to love them and let them know they're cared about. So what we're trying to do is... Let them know they're cared about, but not enable. So if you've been providing a place to live for free, but they're doing this, it may be time to say, we can no longer do that for you. If they're asking for money to sustain an addiction lifestyle or whatever, quit providing that money. Um, start, Start being who you know you're supposed to be in God. As far as what their life is, you don't have any control over that. Unfortunately, once we raise our kids, they're God's kids at that point. Mm -hmm. So the best thing that you can do is love them. Always let them know they can come home. Always let them know there will be a place for them. If they are ready, that your arms are open. Be like the prodigal's father. And remember that we make mistakes. Think about back to when you were young. And how many mistakes did you make? And would you have wanted your parents to hold it against you forever? So you have to remember that that's where they are. And we used to call it sowing our wild oats. Well, women do that too these days. So just remember that you're trying not to destroy that relationship while you're showing, you're not enabling it, but you're loving them. Mm -hmm. You're loving the person. That's good. And a lot of it comes down to, how, I suppose, our view of a person, how we're looking at them and, and how we see people. It does. And, you know, it's funny. I can show you a picture of a woman and you can say, she's amazing. That looks like a business owner. It looks like a... And then I can tell you, this is a woman who was trafficked and it changes people's perception, doesn't mm-hmm. it? How they look on her. I know that even me, um, when I started this and Back in when I was in, a friend of mine, I did not have a pimp, but she did. She had a trafficker. 
and I watched what she went through, and I absolutely had no love lost for pimps. Didn't bother me at all to see in the paper shooting after shooting after shooting. In fact, at one of our clubs in Beaverton, there was a shooting one night. And normally I can say, hi, my name is Betty. I'm a pastor. I'm the pastor for this club. I need to go in and pray if anyone is down and needs to be prayed over before they get loaded in an ambulance or whatever. And they usually will let me through the line. But this day, they would not. I don't have a great relationship with Beaverton because there isn't as much darkness in Beaverton, though there is some. And so I didn't have a connection with these officers. They refused to let me through. I tried over and over again because I was worried about the manager there who I knew. I was worried about the girls. And finally, an officer came over and said to me, ma'am, I want you to know you don't have to worry because it was only a trafficker that died. Hmm. It's not one of your girls. Everybody inside was safe. And I got back in the car. I turned to my husband and I said, one less. That night, God started working on me hmm. Yeah. about, excuse me, that was my son. That was my son. And there was a message I wanted him to get. And he died before he got that message. It's not okay with me. Hmm. A couple of days later, one of my girls who I had been working with for some time, she was going to get her GED. She was doing a whole bunch of amazing things. She called, she said, I want you to meet my pimp. And I said, oh, no, no, no. You don't want me to meet your pimp. I couldn't think of a nice thing I would say to this human. And she would not stop. Finally, she said, I'm not doing anything else you asked me to do until you meet my pimp. So I said, okay, I'll do it, but it will be by Zoom. And I will not put myself in jeopardy in any way. So I sat in a car in front of Target talking to this pimp by Zoom. Turns out he had taken some of his girls to Hawaii to prostitute them. One of them was murdered. And he loved this girl in the best way at the time he knew how. And he was so broken by it, he actually told the police after three days, look, I'm a trafficker. Hmm. I brought her here to be trafficked. You should be looking for her body. Her body was found. He flew home. He was arrested. He went to jail for only three years. So if you think trafficking is not a worthy, you know, an occupation worth worth uh, taking some chances for, most pimps will bring in hundreds of thousands in a year. And he for th- for having a girl murdered for trafficking her into a murdered situation received three years, hmm. but during that three years, the Lord met him in his cell and he changed his whole life, and because of that, he went back into the community he came from, and he now talks to traffickers wow. and the girls who were trafficked and dealers, and he tells them what Jesus is doing. And he has brought so many people out. And I began to change my view on what is evil. See, I saw him as evil. He is not evil. He's living within evil. Hmm. He is a son of God. God created him. So I would encourage people to not look differently on people who have a past because you were an addict or you were a prostitute, you made porn, you were a trafficker. Does not mean God cannot mightily use you and is not seeking after them because he is. He's seeking them. And that's the best part.
That is so good. I mean, this is just kind of that inspiring moment where you realize God can do anything with anybody. And I love what the Bible says. It says, if anyone is in Christ, in other words, if we've, if we've allowed Jesus to love us, we're a new creation, we're transformed. And we see that in you, we see that in your story, we see that in your ministry. I'm so grateful uh, for what you're doing with Expose Hope. And, uh, and uh, you know, if somebody wants to get involved and help, what's the best way? Oh, that's easy. Right on our website, there's a volunteer tab, and you can just click on that and fill out an app. Okay. Um, whether you want to be on our outreach team, whether you want to crochet, sew, because we give out a lot of homemade gifts so the girls know they're loved, um, whether you want to go into the clubs, um, maybe you're a man and you want to help protect some of our teams so you want to drive, or you want to go into the male clubs because we do have a male team. Um, maybe you want to help be a mentor we need mentors because when women are getting out it's it's a weekly connection point for them to have somebody who can help them set goals and then celebrate those goals when they're happening maybe you want to help with administrative work or whatever we can always use extra hands so fill out that form and let us know so that we can bring you on our team and you can help awesome and the website is www.exposehope.com X P O S E H O P E dot com. It's X like X rated. <laughs> okay. We got it. Well, thanks so much, Betty. Appreciate you being with us. And I hope that you find this inspiring and you start looking at your life going, is God ever going to change me? Is there any hope for me? Absolutely, there is for all of us. And uh, hope this has been helpful for you. I want to ask you to do two things real quick. One, would you share this with somebody? You can subscribe, you can post it. Uh, we'd love that. And it just helps get the message out. Secondly, we would love for you to pop by a Westside service some weekend. You can do that online at Westside communitychurch.com or right here at our campus in the Portland, Oregon area. Hope you have a great week.